Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. But I was just praying this week and thought about tonight, and we've been praying all month, and and I, and I know that these prayer meetings that we've been having are, are going to bring forth fruit, because that's what prayer does. Prayer changes things. Amen. And I want to read in a moment just one set of scriptures. But, you know, it says, when you get what you pray for. How many have ever prayed for something, and then all of a sudden you got it, and you find, found yourself doubting that you found yourself surprised because you didn't really believe that you were going to get it in the first place? Am I talking to anybody? Amen. God surprises us, doesn't he? Sometimes we don't think we have the faith, or we don't think that we asked right, or we don't think... Like Meme said, we're worthy, or we don't. We have all these stipulations and all these things that we think and wonder if God could answer me. And I'm always telling you, God is more answer, eager to answer you than you are to ask. Amen? But I want to give you a few quotes that I found too that I think are really powerful. One is God may not always answer the prayers we want. Okay? God doesn't always answer the prayers we want. But he always answers the prayers we need. If you could just get yourself to grasp that right there, it would grow you and transform you and change you. To realize that when a prayer is not answered, then then it's not what we needed. But you can be sure that when you pray for something and it's what God wants for you, you're going to get it. But sometimes we're surprised. Well, I got that prayer answered and sometimes I think even the answered prayer goes over our head and we don't even realize that it came. Because again, we may be, may be doubting. We didn't think we had faith for it. All of a sudden you might find yourself, there's been many times over the years that I have found an answer to prayer right in front of me and had forgotten that I had even prayed for it. Because it had been so long sometimes. Or, or God would remind you, that remind me, you prayed for that, Remember? And so it's important to look at that. Acts chapter 12, I want to read a story here. Acts chapter 12. This happens exactly what I'm talking about. These believers, we find all through the book of Acts, different times when the people are praying. Like we've been doing this last few weeks here, and uh, we're going to continue to pray hard all through July up to conference. Amen? Believing for this to be the greatest conference that we've ever had believing this to be the greatest move of God we've ever had, and we're going to see that move of God here in Denton. Amen. We're going to see God do all the things that we all desire on an individual basis and in a corporate basis. But they are doing the gospel, they're preaching the gospel, and Peter gets arrested for preaching the gospel. And so he finds himself in this story of just a few verses we're going to read here. He finds himself in prison for preaching. And so it says Peter was kept in prison... But earnest prayer, that was said tonight at the, at the prayer time, the effectual, fervent, or earnest prayer of a righteous man avails much. How many believe that when you pray, God is listening and God is answering? Amen. You believe that? Amen? So they were earnestly praying for him. So they're saying, God, get Peter out of prison. And it says pr- prayer for him was made to God by the who? The by the church. Do you believe that as a church? We've got a special power. How many believe that? Because we're strong individually and we're even an army by ourselves with God. But when we come together, amazing things happen. Now when Herod was about to bring him out on that very night, 
Now, when it says to bring him out, he wasn't, wasn't going to bring him out to drink coffee with him. Because a few verses earlier, see in the story, they had killed another disciple. So when it says they were going to bring him out, they were going to kill him. And it says, on that very night, Peter was sleeping, watch this, between two soldiers, bound with two chains. How many know that's pretty serious? And sentries before the door were guarding the prison. So it wasn't like he was on work release. He was, he was in prison with guards and chains and people at the doors. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. And he struck Peter on the side and woke him and said, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. Amen. Amen. How many remember when the chains fell off your hands? Amen. Amen. How many have got some testimonies in here tonight when Jesus showed up and the chains fell off? And the angel said, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. Now, how many know what I'm reading here is supernatural? Does anybody believe we serve a supernatural God? Maybe one of the reasons, I'm just going to pause there for a second, that you're not seeing or you don't think you're seeing that prayers answered like you think is because you don't understand that God doesn't work in normal ways. He's a supernatural God. And a matter of fact, like Paul was saying at the offering, the deeper and darker and harder the situation, the greater the miracle. Because God doesn't need our help. He is a powerful God. And he does the, the best work when things get difficult. So when he went out and followed him, he did not know what that, that was being done by the angel was real. This is what I'm talking about here. You might be seeing God do something in your life right now, and you're in shock. You're thinking, man... I prayed for this, I believed for this, but now that I'm seeing it, I don't even really believe it. I, I, could, I could go down the line of many of you that I know in this place. I'm going to use my friend David, for example, because we talk about it all the time. David, sometimes as we talk, we're shocked in a good way, right? We're shocked about the things that God has done in his life. The great wife he has, now he has two beautiful kids. When, I mean, there was times when he, he, he didn't even have the money to pay for the car he had, and he didn't even like the car he had. How many have ever been there? You, you, you know, it's one thing to not have to pay, for, pay the money for your car that you like, but it's another thing when you can't afford the car that you don't like. And, and now God has blessed him so much with a great truck and a beautiful house and a great wife and great kids and all these, that's just and a great job, amen, all these things. And we talk about that a lot, where it's like, you, you're in shock that God did it. And, and you prayed for it, and you believed for it, but you think, is this ever going to happen? Am I talking to anybody tonight? Is this ever going to happen? And all of a sudden, it happens. But sometimes we take it for granted. And we don't really thank God like we should, because we're still in shock sometimes. Peter has all this stuff happening to him. The chains have fallen off. He's gotten himself dressed. He's walking down the halls of the prison, being led by an angel. And all of a sudden, he's like, wait, this ain't real. I'm sleeping. I've got to be dreaming. So he's pinching himself. Do you see that? That's, I'm not making this up. This is what he says. He did not know what was being done by the angel was real. He thought he was seeing a vision. And when they had passed the first and the second guard, 
They came to the iron gates leading into the city. So now he's outside the prison. It opened for them of its own accord. This, I, 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 should, I should preach this again maybe on a Sunday morning when people are a little more excited than you guys are because there's a lot of cool stuff right here. Okay, He's walking, and not only is he walked out of the prison and he's being led by an angel, the doors open up in front of him. Like a movie. See, we think we see that's the funny thing. We believe the movie, but we don't believe what God can do in our lives. Remember, we're talking about when God answers your prayer, when He acts, you actually get what you prayed for. And it opened for them of its own accord. So that door opens up in front of them, and they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel left him. So he's waiting to wake up. And when Peter came to himself, when he realized, I'm not in a dream, he pinches himself and realizes he is outside of the prison, he said, now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod. And as I'm saying this, church, I can sense that some of you are in this place right here. I believe there's going to be some growth from this service tonight. This message right here, this part right here. Because some of you are so shocked at what God has done in your life, you don't truly believe that he's done it. I'm just going to leave that there for a second. And when you finally realize, wow, God did save me from that. God did rescue from me that. I really am no longer a drug addict. I really am no longer a thief. I really am no longer that person that I used to be. When you finally realize that it's real, God's going to do amazing things in your life. But some of you are still in shock. Like, like Tiffany said about Angel. What happened to you there? Is this real? Amen? I want you parents to believe that what happened to your kids is real. Amen. That it's not just going to be a phase of a couple weeks. It's going to stick. And that's why we're going to pray over them. I want you to believe that the, the house God gave you and the healing God gave you and the kids God's given you and the miracles God's given you are real. Amen? It's not fake. It's real. Am I talking to anybody tonight? Talking to myself? You pray so long for something, and then all of a sudden you get it, and you're like, oh, my gosh. God, you are real. And then it, sometimes you get stuck so, so stuck there for a long time that you real, don't realize you're supposed to do something with it. How many, how, many, how many could maybe be in that place tonight? Maybe now you're starting to realize, man, God really has set me free. I'm really not going back to that old lifestyle. I'm really not going to be that person that I used to be. I am transformed. Now I got to do something. I got to do something. This is where Peter is at. He says, I'm sure the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and, and from all that the Jewish people now, let me just stop here for a second. Again, do you realize what we're reading here? This is not too long after Jesus has been crucified. He knows what he... Remember, that's why he denied Jesus three times. Because he didn't want to have happened to him what happened to Jesus. Before he got baptized in the Holy Spirit and all that. But he is realizing now, I'm supposed to be dead. Does anybody in here know you're supposed to be dead? I believe there's some people in here that know you're not supposed to be here right now. I believe there's some people watching on the live stream right now that are getting a revelation. Man, I'm not even supposed to be alive. I should already be in hell. I should already be in the hospital. I should already be in prison. But I'm not. I'm but God. How many can say but God? 
Amen. And he says that he is being saved from the Jewish people that what they were expecting. Let's finish this up here. And when he realized this, he, he immediately says, now I got to go do what I'm supposed to do. And he goes to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark. And here we go again. And I want you to leave this verse up for a second. Church, when things happen that shock us and we can't believe, it doesn't happen by accident. Amen? Nothing happens by accident. Things happen because people pray. You are saved tonight because somebody prayed for you. You're seeing the breakthrough in your life tonight because you're praying. And it says, when he got there, many people gathered. Leave that up there for a second. Gathered together and were praying. That's what we've been doing the last few Wednesday nights. We've been gathering together and we've been spending some time in prayer for these things. And, and we might not see it yet, but how many know that there's some Peters coming? There's some chains being, being broken. There's some testimonies being formed. There's some things that are happening in the spiritual realm that we haven't seen yet in the physical realm. But as soon as we see it in the physical realm, we're going to know it was the spiritual realm that brought it. Amen? And we're going to be shocked and surprised, but we're going to know it was God. Next verse. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway, a servant, and this is, this is so good, a servant girl Name Rhoda, leave this up there for a second, came to answer. So it's not always the person who's receiving the miracle who gets shocked. But sometimes when we, even when we pray for somebody, we don't always believe that God's going to answer. Rhoda's in this prayer meeting, and they are specifically praying for Peter to get out. And so Rhoda goes to answer the door, and watch what happens. Recognizing Peter's voice... In her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported to everyone that Peter was standing at the gate. This is better than a movie. And so Peter's waiting outside while she's running around telling everybody that Peter's outside. And they said, well, look at this. You're, you're out of your mind. Isn't that interesting? Weren't they praying for Peter to get out of prison? Don't, isn't it amazing how we pray for stuff, but then when it happens, we don't believe that it could happen, and we're shocked, and, but we had faith when we prayed for it. How many know we got to have faith to receive it? And it says, you're out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so, and that kept saying, here, here it's his angel. Peter, Peter can't be out. He's, he's shackled up between two guards. He's got chains on his feet and his arms. He's, he's got guards at the door. That's, that's the toughest prison in all of Jerusalem. There's no way he could be out. That's his angel. But Peter continued knocking. Real knocks. And then when they opened, they saw him, and this is what I'm talking about, and they were amazed. They were amazed. How many know God wants to amaze you tonight? Come on, somebody. God wants to amaze you. But the more you have to wait sometimes, and the more you have to pray sometimes, and the more you have to believe sometimes, and the more seeds you have to sow sometimes, makes that amazing miracle grow greater. So I just want to give you a word tonight. If you are, especially Paul and Brenda, as you were talking about what you're going through, the longer it takes to wait, the longer it takes to happen, it's just a more amazing testimony being formed. 
Can somebody believe that tonight? It's just a greater testimony being formed. Amen? If you haven't seen everything you're praying for, don't worry. God is working on an amazing earth testimony. I love living in Texas. You can say anything and get away with it. I'm believing for amazing earth prayers. Some of y'all can't even say that. Say it with me. Amazing earth. Amen. The teachers are like, I can see some of the teachers. So Peter motions to them with his hand. He described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison and said, tell these things to James and to the brothers. And then he departed and went to another place. And when they had, when they had came, day came, there was no little disturbance among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. And after Herod searched for him and did not find him, he examined the sentries and ordered that they should be put to death, very similar to the death of Jesus. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent time there. Amen. When you get what you pray for. I believe, I believe that what I'm saying tonight is some of you are seeing right now in lots of little areas things that you've been praying for but you haven't even recognized that they're happening yet because you're so shocked. Because when you prayed, you did pray with faith, but you didn't really believe that it was going to happen. You know you can do that? You can pray for something with faith. Like, God, you, I know you can do this, but don't, you don't really believe he's going to. You know there's a difference between those two things? You can believe that God can do it, but do you believe he will do it? I'm talking to somebody. And in your prayers, think about this. Keep praying. And this is something that will take you in those times when you're waiting. Keep praying, but be thankful that God's answers are wiser than your prayers. Has anybody found that out in your life? God's answers are wiser than our prayers. Because sometimes we're praying for things we don't really need. Or we're praying for things we don't really want. You ever heard somebody say, be careful what you wish for, be careful what you pray for, be careful what you ask for, because you just might get it. Amen. I'm going to ask Kristen to begin to head up here, and I want to take some time to pray over the teenagers. But this right here is something I want you to go back and read. This is a powerful set of scriptures right here. Now listen to this. I'm going to give you one last thought. I want to reread these three quotes that I found. God may not always answer the prayers we want, But he always answers the prayers we what? Need. Keep praying. But be thoughtful, or sorry, thankful and understanding that God's prayers, sorry, answers are wiser than your prayers. That means if you're not getting something from the God that you've been praying for, you can just have peace because it means God's answers are wiser than your prayers. Amen. Last one. When your prayers, and this, this is what I was just saying a moment ago, when your prayers aren't answered immediately, because how many know we all want immediate answers? Is anybody else like me? I joke about it with the microwave. You put popcorn in, and you can't wait for it to get to zero. You've got to pull the door open in two or three seconds. You want it now, right? Everything, we want everything now. And that's kind of how we are in life, and sometimes we get discouraged. When your prayers aren't answered immediately, 
Sometimes God, watch this, sometimes God has a different, how many understand that? A different plan. Or maybe, watch this, or maybe a better plan. Is it possible that God has a different plan or a better plan? Does anybody agree with me tonight that God probably has a better plan? Better. And I can tell you that after so many years of preaching the gospel, you will see a better plan. You will see things turn around and come to pass even when you weren't asking for them. And when you see it, you're going to be like, watch this. That's not what I asked for, but that's better. Did y'all catch that? Teenagers, did you catch that? Did y'all catch that over here? That's not what I asked for, but that's even better. Because God has a better plan. I want you to bow your heads tonight and close your eyes. We're going to take some time to pray but specifically for these teenagers, specifically for them tonight. Amen. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, and those watching online tonight, prepare your hearts, prepare your spirits to give Jesus every bit of your heart tonight, every bit of your life tonight, every bit of who you are. God is answering prayers right now, and he's shocking some of you. He is shocking some of you tonight. He is surprising some of you tonight. He is blowing some of you away. And some of you are actually seeing things come to pass. And you're actually doubting that they're happening. Because like Peter did, he was pinching himself. Is this really real? Is this really happening? Am I really able to be saved? Am I really able to be delivered? Is God really able to take me through this? And some of you have been praying for it for so long... You don't even truly believe it anymore that it's going to happen, but it's happening. It's happening tonight. How many across this sanctuary and watching online maybe don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? That's the most important prayer you'll ever do in your life. Maybe you're here visiting. Maybe you stumbled onto this live stream. Maybe you're watching this six months after this is preached. God's word is alive and living and it's sharper than any two-edged sword and it's going in and it's dividing your bone and your marrow, your physical from your spiritual. And it's showing you who you are and what you need. And tonight the Bible says that you need a Savior. You need salvation. You need a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. How many in this place tonight, all over this place, and say, Pastor, would you pray for me tonight? I want to agree with you tonight in prayer for the salvation of my soul. I want to pray for my life to be given to, over to Jesus. And I want to accept what Jesus did on the cross for me. If that's you, just lift up your hand all over this place, from front to back and side to side, all across. That's me. I want that Jesus tonight. I want to be saved. Maybe you've known him at one point. You need to come home and re return and reconcile. You've been running. You've been doing your own thing. How many say, that's me. I need to get right with God tonight. He's calling me home tonight. He's calling me that wayward child. Like Jeremiah says, come home, wayward child. As you're watching online, as you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or, or you're listening on the podcast, we're going to say a prayer for everybody listening tonight. And we're going to give you an opportunity to receive the salvation that comes from faith in Jesus Christ. I want everyone in this place tonight to say this with me. This is going to go out clear across the podcast and clear across different places that are watching tonight. 
And I want you to pray this from your heart. Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercy and your grace. I recognize tonight, by the Holy Spirit, I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. The wages of my sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in your plan of salvation. That you died on the cross for my sins. That you shed your blood so I could be forgiven and my sins could be washed clean. Tonight I put my faith in Jesus and the cross and the grave and that empty tomb. Jesus, come into my life. Change me and transform me and make me a new creation. And please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.